Quarterback K. Klubnik continues to deal with disrespect in QB rankings. Sporting News has him ranked as the 25th on their top 25. I'm going to discuss it next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tiger football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network, as well as a co-host of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. So guys, happy Monday, and I appreciate y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day. You know what I tell you, you're not only family, but you're my everydayers, and I appreciate that. All the love and support, all the new subscriptions on YouTube, all of it. I appreciate you guys. We got a nice show, good show, uh, kind of I put together summer's groove. We're heading, we're already into the summer, and if you live in South Carolina, you know that it's hot so the key to talk about hot the disrespect that k klubnik is continually to receive from these uh it's from these different outlets man we're gonna get into that uh dabble sweeney taking some time off and, and going to the safari and go, going to spend some time and, and get himself prepared for the season right uh as well as a number the number one linebacker in the 2024 class is in sight we're gonna talk about that on the prowl but let's get into it man this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. With Cade Clemens Sporting News put out an uh, article. Uh, their rankings uh, for the position in the quarterback position, right? And, and one of the things that stood out was the fact that they first of all had um, Clemson as the fourth I believe if I'm let me make sure I'm looking at my notes here, they had Clemson as the fourth best QB group in the entire ACC. So Bill Bender over from SportingNews.com did his top 25 quarterback rankings. Now I can I can go through the list, but I'm a, as I told you, 25 top 25. The last guy on the list is Kate uh, Klubnik. Who is the quarterback for these Clemson Tigers? And, and you know, you you had some viable candidates who are in front of them. But I'm gonna I'm take some some issues with a, a couple other spots here that just did not make a lot of sense to me. For I'm, I'm going through this list here, right, guys? And what I'm looking for is those guys who didn't play much at all, right? Because Kate Kate didn't play a full season. Kate started with two games, right? Uh, you know, uh, you know, so it. I get the the um, pessimism, I guess you would say, that, that a lot of these outlets are having, but you think to number 17, Georgia quarterback Carson Beck. <sighs> He's supposed to be the projected replacement of Stetson Bennett, right? Carson Beck had thir- 310 yards passing, 71% completion, four touchdowns. He's ranked 17th. He's ranked 17th. Oh, but it doesn't stop there in, in just this wild situation. It just does not stop there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's continue to go go, go a little bit, little bit further back. Kyle McCord, Ohio State, 190 yards passing, one touchdown, 80% completion. K. Klubnik, like I said, didn't, does not have the most stats, but 697 passing yards, 61% completion, two touchdowns, three interceptions, right? 
But there's no way that you're going to tell me two guys who have not played or started games or, or, or had as, have enough snaps or have as many snaps as Kay Klopnik deserves to be in front of them? What are we doing here? And I'm going to read the blurb. His blurb says, Klopnik replaced D- DJ Wienerle in the ACC championship game and took the starting job for good in the Orange Bowl. That two-game sample uh, showed flashes of the five-star's talent, and he'll need to improve in the intermediate and passing, deep passing game. Uh, talked about the fact that you know hiring t- TCU's offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, and that should help energize this Tigers program that is accustomed to uh, elite QB play. Um, you know, and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, he also said that Texas A&M's Connor Wegman or Wegman also could have fit in this exact spot, but he'll stick with uh, Kay Klubnik for now. It's just the, the, the dis- it's just disrespectful to me at this point. Guys, I mean, y'all let me know if I'm tripping, but I feel like it's disrespectful simply because there's no way you can tell me a Kyle McCord and um, I don't forgot the other kid's name at this point, a uh, Carson Beck, who I've, I've, I, I know about Carson, an extremely talented kid. Uh, you know, f- I think it was a four, four to five star recruit coming out. But, you know, there's no way that you're going to tell me they belong. Carson Beck is at 17. Now, if you're telling me, yes, I know that they have a lot of weapons and just talent on Georgia. They're two time defending champions, back to back champs for a reason. Right. They're trying to create that dynasty. So all of that, I get it. But there's no way that you're going to use that as a reason to prop up the quarterback over more talented and just guys who kind of have proven them just a little more, right? Proven a little more. And I think that's that's where the disrespect for me comes in. Because at the end of the day, yes, K. Club did not look good and uh, look great against Tennessee. Yes, but, you know, he's still getting used to a new offense, and that's going to be something that, uh, that that's going to play a part. But at the same time, this isn't the run-of-the-mill offense that we've seen over the past two years in terms of the weaponry being average at best and the offensive play calling not being great under like Tony Elliott and um, and, and uh, I forget the OC from last year's name. He's bl- I'm blanking on it right now. But the point is, this that's not the case, guys. So if that's not the case, give Kate Clubbing the – the, the respect he deserves, in my honest opinion. Truthfully, give him that respect. This young man has all the tools and all the, all the, the physical skill set to make plays. We saw what he could do when he would come in his spot in, in certain spots. And, you know, taking over the, the, the ACC championship game really showed us, like, just kind of the high end of what this young man can provide. And um, I just, like, when I saw this list, you know, I was taken aback. I was not, like I said, there are other names that, Absolutely, I have no problem with them being over Cade, like no problem whatsoever. But it's the simple fact of the matter is, like how how can you, how you know, guys who who <laughs> one guy has less than two hundred yards passing, and, and it is like and his, his blurb was standards are high at Ohio State, given the last three quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Field, C.J. Stroud were all Heisman Trophy finalists. McCord still has, <clears throat> excuse me. Because this, I, hear me, McCourt still has to win the starting job in fall camp, a battle that will continue with quarterback Devin Brown. If McCourt wins, however, he will be reunited with high school teammate Marvin Harrison Jr. on what should be the nation's best offense, one of the nation's best offenses. It's a small, it's a limited sample, but McCourt has a 70.7 completion percent. Who cares? Who cares? You just said he still has to win the start. Come on. What are we doing? 
What are we doing? You tell me he still has to win the job? There is no way you're serious right now. So, again, guys, I, I just had to get that off my chest. Um, I'm, I'm calling it all disrespect, man. I'm getting it. I'm getting it ready. We getting there, Bill Bender. You're another one hating. You know, it's just I don't even call it hate, but it's just disrespect. It's disrespectful to our guy K Club uh, Club Nick, man. So. Ah, yeah, that, that's tough. That's tough. Um, but guys, listen, we know, like I said, about man, just you, you, we're gonna prove. We're gonna K Club in this office is gonna show a lot of people the growth and 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 the talent that's on this team. And Garrett Riley's gonna coach his butt off and get this offense in a better place, a place that they have not been in quite some time offensively. And I can't wait to see it. I'm excited for it, guys. But coming up next, man, I'm going to get into to the head ball coach, Dabo Sweeney, taking the trip, a much-needed break to the safari. Man, how much uh, was it needed? What did he miss in, the, in, in return of going to safari? I'm going to talk about that coming up next. The NBA Finals are underway between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. And guys, make a fast break to FanDuel during these NBA playoffs and finals because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I'm going to tell you what I really love about betting on FanDuel. Number one, you get great promotions every single day, guys. I promise you, you will enjoy that. All the different options and variety that will fit your needs. Uh, the app is safe, secure, and super super easy to use. You can't go wrong with that. And lastly, you get paid instantly. I don't want to win $5,000 and tell me I got to wait three weeks. I don't want to wait three days. If I if I can win that money and play it tonight and win, I want it immediately and instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book, which is FanDuel. So guys, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get the no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Good old head ball coach, Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney took an eight-day trip, guys, uh, to the safari, man. And um, in his words, seeing the Lions was fascinating. Uh, you know, Coach You know, coach missed <laughs> the ACC spring meetings uh, to spend time with a, uh, a Clemson group on the safari in South Africa and spending time up close with the, the king of the beasts, uh, he says, was the highlight. You know, he met with the media. He talked about, you know, just a simple fact of the matter that, you know, he – yeah, he was going for eight days. Uh, in his words, it was fascinating. You know, his quote: "Obviously, I have never been on that continent, so it was a uh, so it was a new continent, a fascinating country. Uh, it was a big kind of uh, big. It was a big kind of Clemson group. I think we had about thirty people that went, and it was actually planned in May of 2020, and so it, it kept getting postponed. But we were able to do it, and it was an amazing experience." Uh, he said, "When they asked what you know what stood out, right? When he was talking to uh, to the reporters, he said lions. I mean, it was all cool." So that's when he said, "He said everything was really, really fascinating to see, and to see these lions up close, just to be in their in their habitat. It was one of the coolest, coolest things I've ever done." Uh, said so the, the they plan on uh, the trip was planned around his spring meeting, but the conference changed the date, and Sweeney missed. Uh, missed it for the first time, I believe, in 14 years. He said, it's never good to miss those meetings. And for 14 years, I was there. And it was always the same week. And they knew they knew since last August I wasn't going to be there. It wasn't something that just happened. Then they kind of changed the week. This was something that had been planned for a long, long time. And it was honestly planned around the meetings. And then the meetings moved. Uh, but so, you know, he, he never – he handled himself, you know, uh, you know, 
with professionalism, right? Like he let them know a year in advance, like, hey, I'm planning on taking this trip. And I'm going to tell you guys, I feel like this was great for him. The, the, 14 years in the game at Clemson, right? With, with all the expectations. I remember listening to him at the ACC Media Day last year um, in, in Charlotte, which I'll be there this year as well. I plan on going uh, if everything goes well. And, holds, you know, and I'll be able to bring you guys some content and his quotes and so forth and so on. But uh, one thing he said was just like he talked about just the expectations of this program. And at first and early on, fans and like media and different people wanted him fired. You know, he talked about wanting him out of the building, right, and, and until he found consistency and found success and win, uh, you know, and, and won playoff games and champion in two titles and, you know, different and two with two different quarterbacks who are two of the best quarterbacks to ever touch the field for the Clemson Tigers. So just listening to Dabo, you know, talk about it, he's just like he's always got a smile on his face, got that big, that that kind of joyous type of attitude. But I just love the fact that he he took a trip for himself. A lot of times we see these coaches, man, they work so hard, guys. They work so hard. They work their butts off going hours without being home and, 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 and on a day-to-day and not, you know, being able to spend all the time with their family and different things of that nature. So being able to get out, detach from football a little bit, and, it, and also, you know what it does? It, it gives them some great pregame and pregame po, uh, pregame halftime and postgame uh, uh, type of uh, quotables, right? Like, you know, the things that he could say in the locker room to get the guys going, some speeches, right? Talking about, man, I've seen the king of the jungle, the lion up close, and talking about how they roamed and controlled their habitat. He's got, I'm pretty sure he's got something in the works because you know the type of character he is. But again, just for him, um, it was a much needed break, man. You know, this man, the recruiting, everything else that he's got his hand in and he does. Um, you know, right now the, the the recruiting, you know, trying to get the recruiting into the top ten and and trying to continue to improve it for 2024 as well as build upon it for 2025. That's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing beast, guys. So what I'm telling you is simple, man. I just feel like this was a much needed trip for for the head ball coach simply so he can go and detach. He can breathe. He's in a beautiful safari. He, he he's he's on a different continent. He's experiencing something he's never experienced before. I gotta stop hitting my <laughs> hitting my uh, my laptop here. But he's experiencing something he's never experienced before, and you can't go wrong with that. Like and and, and it's like football is everything. But again, being able to detach, see different things, experience new things allows you to bring it. Tie it all back. Bring it back to football, and and, and allow it to be enjoyment for you. Uh, as a head ball coach, and now he's coming in. I would not be surprised if he's refreshed, he's re-energized, which I don't think he lacks energy even, you know, at his age right now. I don't think this man, you know, like I said, I always talk about it, right, you know, for the recruits to come and see him sprinting down the hill, you know, hitting, touching the rock. Uh, don't know, he doesn't lack energy, but I'm pretty sure just being able to, to rest and relax a little, eight days, eight days is a long time, a, lo- a long time away. To be able to really think to yourself and enjoy your surroundings and whatnot and, and allow him to really tap into that and then come back with a new just freshness, a new deep breath. Like, all right, it's time for some football. It's time to get ready for uh, for camp in a couple in about a month and everything and whatnot and, and just really get himself. Like I said, uh, just hey, reach, sometimes you've got to unplug, guys. You got to unplug and recharge the battery. And I don't mind Dabo doing that one bit, man, because it only makes for, makes everything he's going to do that much better um, and that much more 
uh, passionate, and you know that about him. And, and, and I'm I'm excited to see for him how this how this helps him, how this changes uh, his his mentality and everything coming in. Like I said, just new experience, rest, relaxation, re-energize, recharge. You can never hate on it. At least I know I can't because I'll absolutely do it in a heartbeat. But guys, listen, we want to talk about being able to recharge, get that juice back. We're going to talk about on the prowl coming up next, the number one linebacker and how close Clemson is projected to be in landing him coming up next on the prowl guys. And man, big news uh, for, for the Clemson 2024 class. Clemson is right now the projected leader uh, per uh, on uh, basically O N three uh, or one, sorry, one.com. They have, uh, you know, Clemson projected to be the leader for the number one linebacker in the nation. Right. Sammy Brown. He visited Clemson. Um, he, he came in, you know, these past like last week. Uh, he was there from the second to the fourth. And this young man, of course, walked away with an offer. Six two, two twenty five. He's a number 16th overall prospect and, and, and the number one linebacker. He's also number one, number four player in, I believe, the state of Georgia. And when you just watch this kid, man, you know, and think about it, I want you guys to understand something. Listen, you know, via one.com, you know, and looking at the profile and what they've said about this kid, Clemson, it has a 68.6% chance um, to land him. And now, listen, this is a kid in Georgia, right? You know, he's in Georgia. And Georgia has a 10.4% chance. 10 Point four. That's amazing to think about, right? That they potentially have a low chance due to Clemson, and Clemson has the best chance. But it, of course, everything is not fully solidified, you know what I mean? But when you look at what what's coming up for this young man in the next few weeks, uh, he will get additional looks at Clemson, June 9th, Oklahoma, June 16th, Ohio State, June 23rd. Uh, he visited Tennessee um, last month uh, for his for his for an official visit. And then Brown, you know, Brown told, you know, one, you know, dot coms, um, you know, one of their reporters that um, he's going to take two weeks off and take a vacation with his family. And the final decision could come sometime uh, sometime during that time away. So he's going to take some take some time after all, all of these, uh, you know, all of these visits to figure out what he's going to do with himself. He said it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad to make a beach commitment, but I see it happening sometime in, in that two week window before going back to workouts at Jefferson to prepare for my senior year. And guys, I watched the tape of this kid. He's unbelievable, man. Just a really high instinctive football player. He plays both sides of the ball, really physical. He plays running back and linebacker, but not only that guys, like he's a do it all athlete. Right. And like I said, you see it on his tape. Uh, Listen to this though. Like he's, he's garnered national headlines for his ability to pin opponents in wrestling in less than a minute. He's a two time state wrestling. He has two, uh, two time state, uh, two state wrestling titles. I'm sorry. Uh, He's a stellar track uh, record and exploits in in, in the 100 and 200 meter dash. He's got the mullet part, you know, business in the front party in the back Uh, on the football field. He was voted as Georgia's 5A coaches uh, def- by the coaches, right? A defensive player of the year, racking up 113 tackles as a junior. This, they, and they, you know, <laughs> this is per the coach, there's nothing this kid can't do. 
His dad is also a high school football coach in the state of Georgia himself. Also, so guys, I mean, when, when I watched him, I saw the the range and sideline to sideline. You see the ball skills as a like when, and, and that shows up when he's dropping off in coverage, but also when he's playing the running back position, they'll run him down the field deep down the field as a as a receiver, and he tracks the ball, he tracks it well, but also makes the play with over-the-shoulder grabs, full extension of the hands. And you just love it, man. You love to see those type of things. And then you watch him in coverage, and he's able to bait quarterbacks in the throws because the quarterback thinks the the the, uh, the throwing lane is is um, is not occupied, but he's actually sitting there baiting them and waiting for the ball uh, to be released so he can make a break on it. But then also, like I said, the sideline to sideline speed. Not only does he have the vision and the eye discipline to locate the football, but he has the speed to track it down and make a play on it as well. And you'd love to see those type of things from a young player. Like 113 tackles as a junior in high school is nothing to, to, to stick your nose up, you know, into the sky at man, or, or or turn your you know turn your head around to. Like this is a talented football player. Sammy Brown is a guy like, and you know he's talented. When you got the reigning defending champions on this on this coattails, right? In-state kid. And not only that, it's just a simple fact of the matter is, like, they're his primary, I think, SEC, and they have the best chance to get him in out of the SEC teams. But again, you know, one.com has Clemson as the betting favorite right now. And that would be amazing because when you think about what this could do for for this would be a huge dub for Coach Tweeney, you know? You talk about coming off of a <laughs> people to come off your own vacation, wait for a, a recruit to come off vacation and tell you, hey, Coach, I'm going to be a Tiger next year. You know, that that's a big move because right now the 2024, 2024 class, uh, Clemson currently, uh, they have eight commits to the 2024 class currently, and the class ranks 14th in the nation, number two in the ACC. So you want to get – to that number one spot in the ACC, and you want to get inside the top 10. The highest recruit is a guy that I talked about, four-star tight end. Christian Bentaker uh, is the highest player ranked right now as the 84th, uh, you know, the top 90 player in the country. And you think about last year, they only had one five-star recruit, and that was the defensive stud. Shout-out to my guy Peter Woods, uh, who I talked about a couple episodes as well as a freshman phenom. I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, they signed 26 players uh, during the 2023 recruiting cycle. And, 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 you know, in that class was number 11th in the country, number two still in the ACC. So you got to get to that number one spot in, in your own conference. But you also, you know, you, you've been close to top 10 in the last two years. You want to get inside that top 10. And I think landing, um, you know, being able to land uh, Brown, man, you know, and, and bring this young man in would be big. It, Sammy would be huge for this because I feel this is how I feel. If you can land a five-star like Sammy Brown, a young man that's that's viewed very highly in the recruiting in the recruiting atmosphere, right? If you can land him, that means you're in play for anyone else. And there's other five stars that they're in play with, right? You know, on the prowls of daily segment, I try to, you know, whenever I record, I want to bring that to you guys and everything. But that's how I look at it right now is that if you can land a Sammy Brown, get a hard commit, get a verbal commit, get, get that full commit from him, and you know that he's going to be on your roster. Right. He's going to he's going to step on campus, you know, uh, you know, it's around this time next year. He'll be there. If that is the case, man, you have to be excited about your chance to land because that well, then you can go to these other recruits. Like, man, we just landed a five star linebacker, guys. Like he turned down Georgia for us. He turned down Oklahoma for us. He turned down Tennessee and Ohio State for us. So forth and so on. 
And, and that's going to be big. I want them to continue to see them on the prowl and, and, and attacking, recruiting, and chasing after these kids because you want to continue to put yourself in a position to be the blue blood, the blue chip program in the ACC uh, and allow the, uh, some people would say Florida State's talented team that they had this year, they, they said that it's, it's a one-time thing. It's just a blur. It's not. It's a blip on the radar. It's not a trend. And if you want to continue to be the trend, you want to continue to be the team that everyone is chasing in this conference, ACC. You gotta win recruiting, uh, and not just recruiting for for these high school recruits, but hit the transfer portal, guys. Get the NIL going, and, and also attack the transfer portal for recruits as well, because that's what a lot of these teams are able. To, listen, end of the, end of the day. The transfer portal is, is college football's version of free agency. Once these kids enter the portal, it's fair game. Same way if a player is releasing the NFL, and, and DeAndre Hopkins, one of our greats that I talked about recently, he's on the free agent market. All 32 teams can talk. The Arizona Cardinals want to talk to him again and say, hey, you know what? We want to bring you back on a different tag. They can do that. He's available for all 32 teams to contact and try to uh, to, 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 to work with. And that's what it is with, with college football and the transfer portal. Embrace it. Enjoy it. But we got to start attacking that as well well and, and bringing some of these really talented recruits from all over the country that are they're not seeing their value with their current teams and heading into the offseason knowing i want to go somewhere else so uh you know continue to, to, to attack recruiting and understand that we have to get better as a program that's the mindset clemson has to have but guys as always man i appreciate y'all i love y'all for tapping it with me as always man for making locked on nfl uh, locked on Clemson. I'm sorry. I'm so used to doing both shows. Making Locked on Clemson your first listen every single day, man. And, you know, thank y'all for being my everydayers. Uh, like I said, I have more coming this week. Uh, now there's some more recruiting on the way tomorrow. And a top tier, six six big offensive tackle, another five star that's on the proud. We're gonna get into that tomorrow as well, guys. But just listen. You know what you can do. You can go to Twitter and you can find me and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, guys. You know to do subscribe and follow. For free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Again, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day and being my everydayers. Uh, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.